not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. <laughs> You're not smart enough to be my friend. Fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 77. My good buddy, Mike Baldwin. Hi, Mike. Um, hey. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the thing. Yeah, we uh, we believe here at the Truthkin Podcast that uh, the Trump presiden- presidency was uh, mainly an attempt and hopefully a successful attempt to destroy the Illuminati that actually runs our country. And uh, so if you're down with that, uh, maybe you'll enjoy this podcast. And if you're not down with that, you should probably listen to us anyway, because we're pretty funny. And uh, or, or the deep state or the the shadow government or whatever you want to call it or the one percent the point zero one percent are really the ones who run everything yeah it it could just be coincidence that they're also the ones with all of the money but i don't think that it is yeah you can call it the shadow government the illuminati deep state whatever you want to call it we believe it's not ran by the the people you think would run it and we don't think it's been since about 1913 and uh or you know since the year 5 AD who knows yeah it it goes way back especially if you watch like the you know the fall of cabal i thought was really good but they have a sequel to it and she goes she died by the way i think i may have mentioned that in our last podcast but cindy the cindy or cynthia or whatever the main fall of cabal lady she 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 died and i don't know if they said she committed suicide which you can never you know believe yeah um but i really liked hers i mean she was dutch so it wasn't even really her voice i think they like dubbed uh um i think she's she spoke dutch i don't think she even spoke english so it wasn't even really her voice but she had this really whoever they had um talking for her uh she had this really soothing voice and she was great but anyway she did a a sequel to fall of cabal and she got a lot deeper into how far back all this shit goes um and the people that actually run everything um and it's pretty interesting it, it can also be a little you know it, you have to really be paying attention to it because some of it gets a little like uh, yeah, you could do like a whole semester in in college or whatever just on that hour long thing and just yeah. do like a minute a week and be like, all right, let's do our research here. Let's look up all this history. And then the whole class would be like, oh, shit. I was watching uh, Quite Frankly the other night, which is like my my go to entertainment slash news of the evening. And he had a guy on, and I'm a dick, I forget his name, but he was talking about uh, how he was in college, and he was in like a, I don't know, like an engineering class or architecture class or something like that, and uh, and that was like when 9-11 happened. So in the aftermath of 9-11, then him and all of his students, or all of his uh, fellow students, you know, were like 
doing research on stuff like all right let's tech check the tensile strength of steel beams and let's melt them and do all and they were like it was there's no way that that it happened the way it did it was pretty interesting uh so i'm doing that guy no favors because i don't know his fucking name but if you look up yesterday's uh wednesday nights quite frankly then he's that guy so look him up and listen to that stuff yeah um what the heck was i gonna say i started to bring up the bushes for some reason um speaking of like the illuminati and all that stuff but i was thinking about a couple days ago how the 2020 the 20 the 2000 election rather was when him and gore had that you know it took like a month to decide the presidency or whatever Mm -hmm. The and, hang, hanging chads. Yeah, and now we look back on it, and even at the time, I remember being like, so the only state that had a problem in the 20, 2000 election was the state that George Bush's brother was the governor? Is there? There's no correlation between that. There's no correlation between old man Bush being, you know, one of the main guys of the CIA when Kennedy was killed. There's no correlation between Marvin Bush being uh, the head of securities for World Trade Centers and United Airlines. Uh, th- that's all just coincidence. It's got to be, you know, like <laughs> the Bushes are they're fucking evil, man. Um, and and it, depending on who you listen to, um, Prescott Bush funded the Nazi Party, which was Grandpa Bush, um, great grandpa Bush. Um and, you know, you never know what to believe anymore. Um, you, you can go down so many rabbit holes. But anyway, is there, there are days, man, where all of this stuff, like I, I we thought about doing the podcast tomorrow because you have a, a scheduling thing. You need to get to bed at a decent time <laughs> so you can get up to drive to, to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm um, driving at night, so I'm leaving at like midnight. So I I set an alarm <laughs> this morning just so I would be tired enough to go to sleep at like 4 p.m. today. Yeah, and it may have worked out better scheduling-wise for me too to do it tomorrow, honestly. But I also was like, I need to do this podcast because I'm in one of those moods, and partially because of the show I had last night, but I'm in one of those moods where I feel like we're all fucked and they're going to fuck us <laughs> and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, and I need to get out of that mindset because it just happens to me sometimes. And I don't want to feel that way. But right now I feel like they're, they're going to steal this election again. Um, they're already ramping up their bullshit. When I see polls that say, Oh, Trump and Biden are in a dead heat in Wisconsin. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> I, I, I just don't believe that. Like, I know somebody, not, not that the one guy I know that I, that lives in Wisconsin is the, you know, is the template for Wisconsin, but he, he I, I know people like, like him in Wisconsin. There's no way they're like, it's just no fucking way, man, that Joe, that Joe Biden can be in a dead heat with Donald Trump. It's just very hard for me to believe. Um, but who knows, man? I, I don't know. I don't know what the rest of the country is thinking. I don't uh, know either, but I don't, I know I don't believe that it, if people are voting for him, it's not because they like him and it's not because they trust 
in his in any of his abilities or or anything like that. It's just because they hate Trump. Like it's I don't know. I feel like they I don't I honestly don't think Biden will even be the nominee come election time if they even let the election happen. But I don't know who uh, I forget who it was that was talking about it yesterday, but they said it's going to be uh, Gavin Newsom and whoever they were talking to was like, no way, like that guy's terrible. And they're like, all he's got to do is is like move slightly t- more to the center, you know, be like a little bit less left and it'll make like do one thing, uh, you know, like clean up the homeless problem or something like that, like clamp down on it. And that would make random people in America be like, well, all right, that's not bad. He's doing pretty good. And California's cool. And there goes your alarm. Yeah. I have medicine to take. Sorry. Um, Very loudly. (laughs) I know. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I've heard that theory batted around a little bit, but I still think it's going to be Michelle. I, I can't see the, the, the rest of the country thinks California is batshit crazy. And I don't see why the rest of the country would be like, I know he got recalled and I know taxes are fucking absurd in California. And I know it's their school system is a complete dumpster fire, but maybe if he was the president, it would change. You know, I just, I mean, who knows? Go ahead. I was just going to say that the, Maybe their 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 cheating plan is so great that they could put anybody in there, and at least at least you know at least he could do a passable job of reading off the teleprompter, which Biden can't even do anymore. I mean, I've seen some videos lately where I almost feel sorry for him if I didn't hate him so fucking much, um, because the guy can't even form sentences anymore in some of these. And maybe they're doctored. I don't know. But he takes so long to talk sometimes. I'm like, is my internet frozen right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I just don't see Gavin Newsom ever being the guy. I mean, he was recalled here for Christ's sake. But that's what I was going to say. I don't think the general public <clears throat> even knows that. I don't think the general public thinks about the fact that like, oh, taxes are are really high in California and and there's a, a giant homeless and drug problem and stuff like that. I I don't think they think those things. I don't know what they like. If I didn't follow this stuff and I thought of California, I would just go based on my personal memories of it, which is that it's beautiful and uh, and there's hot people all over the place. And uh, and, you know, that's where you go to, like, make your dreams come true and shit, you know. Uh, but I think it's only because I follow this kind of news that I'm like, oh, California is terrible. Like, but I don't even I think it's like any it's like when you hear about how dangerous Detroit is or was or whatever. And then you get booked to do comedy in what is that like Royal Oak or something, which is like a town that touches Detroit. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. you're like, I don't know, dude, this looks pretty nice. There's like people walking around and stuff. They all look like not dangerous. But then if you go to like the shittiest part of Detroit, then you're like, oh, man, I am scared. Yeah, so I think that's every state. Every state has places like that. So I don't know. I, I'm just playing. I, You know me. I'm I like to argue shit and play devil's advocate or whatever. And 
And I don't know. I think especially with the way the media is and stuff, I think they could all band together and be like, Americans are really loving Gavin Newsom right now. And then that just makes other people be like, are they? I should listen to this and let them convince me to love Gavin Newsom. Yeah, I sure wish there was some way to regulate these bastards because it's so evil to me what they what they do, um, propping up Biden and the hating the hatred of Trump and, and all that stuff. And man, they, they are trying so they are so desperate to get rid of Donald Trump. It is crazy the links they are going to right now to try to get rid of that man. Um, they're trying to keep him off the ballots. I heard it was going, going to the, the Supreme Court was going to have to decide, which hopefully they'll make the right decision and nobody's got a gun to their head or a tape of them diddling a little boy or <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, um, we've, we've got a clip of that if you want to listen to that real quick and then we can move on to other things. Sure. All right, this is... Um... Oh, what's her name? Katanji Brown Jackson talking to uh, one of, I don't know if Trump has multiple lawyers doing this or just one guy, but uh, but this is interesting. Basically, she's like, uh, so you admitted before there there was an insurrection and the guy's like, what? No. Uh, so, eh, all right, here you can. Oh, yeah, you have to play it and play. Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the violent attempts of the petitioner supporters uh, in this case to halt the count uh, on January 6th qualified as an insurrection uh, as defined by Section 3. And I read your opening brief to accept uh, that those events counted as an insurrection. Um, but then your reply seemed to suggest that they were not. So what, what is your position oh, as to that? We, we never accepted or conceded in our opening brief that this was an insurrection. What we said in our opening brief was President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. All right, so why would this not, not be an insurrection? What is your argument that it's not? Your reply brief says that it wasn't because I think you say um, it did not involve an organized attempt to overthrow right. the government. So That's one of many reasons. But for an insurrection, there needs to be an organized, concerted effort to overthrow the government of the United States through violence. And this and so the point is that a chaotic effort to overthrow the government is not an insurrection. No, we didn't concede that it's an effort to overthrow the government either, Justice Jackson. Right? None of these criteria were met. This was a riot. It was not an insurrection. The events were shameful, criminal, violent, all of those things, but it did not qualify as insurrection as that term is used in Section Three. Thank you. Because thanks. Thank you, Counsel. And she just cuts him off, and she's like, "That's enough." But that's what they do in this stage of the Supreme Court. You know, they all of the nine justices are all there and they just get to each ask a question or two. It's sort of like a congressional thing, you know, where they're like, all right, you get this many questions or you get this many minutes or whatever. And I'm just going to ask you random shit. And then they'll spend the next probably two weeks or so all talking about it. And then they'll come out with their decision, which will hopefully be something along the lines of, it wasn't an insurrection on January 6th. Trump's never been charged with insurrection. Therefore, you cannot take him off the ballot. Um, if it's anything other than that, it's it's bad news, you know. Uh, I was listening to Ted Cruz talk about it the other day, and he said that he thinks it will be uh, a unanimous decision. It'll be nine to nothing saying 
that uh, you can't take Trump off the ballot, but not uh, admitting that it wasn't an insurrection. But he said that, uh, who's the chief justice? Uh, justice Roberts is, uh, he's the, you know, the, he wants the Supreme court to not look partisan, you know, and not have it be five to four Republican Democrat in the Supreme court where five of them are like, no, it wasn't an insurrection. And four of them are like, it sure was. And then that just makes the country be like, ah, if it wasn't for that one Supreme court person or, or whatever, like everybody else agrees with me except for that one fucking person. And it'll just make everybody argue even more but if they come out and it's nine to nothing or eight to one or something like that then that'll make people be like all right like so it wasn't an insurrection like the supreme court fully agrees but who knows what'll happen you know it could fuck i mean the way things have been lately they could go nine to nothing and say trump's a, a insurrectionist and that he belongs in jail and should never be allowed on the ballot. But I don't think that's what will happen. I hope not, man, because, I mean, that, I, I get so tired of hearing about January 6th and people who don't know the facts about it and that it it wasn't violent. I mean, no one no one died be in, in the fucking riot, and, and there was a million people there. If they wanted to try and overthrow the government... It would have it would have lasted for like a month. There would have been like people in there trying to, you know, it would have been like a Waco thing, you know. In theory, um, yeah. If those million people really wanted, I mean, they could have torn the entire building down. But, but you know, it's like the guy admitted, like it it became a riot. It, people were out of control. There were people like fighting the police and shit. But that's still not an insurrection. That's not a plan of any kind to to take over the government. It's just like, we're all here right now, and there's a fucking guy with a stick in front of me telling me I can't go any farther. Fucking get him. Like, that's the attitude. But it wasn't like, let's go in there and let's uh, displace this government with one of our own. It wasn't like that. And like I've said multiple times, like they were in the process of challenging the election when all of this started. So that just adds further credence to the possibility that it was all done on purpose, that there were a million Trump supporters just screaming loudly and standing around. And there were a thousand people planted in there whose whole job was just to rile people up and fucking break windows and start shit. And then sure enough, like some Trump supporters along the way were like, hey, that fucking cop hit that guy, like get him. You know, like, so there are, there's examples of everything, but it definitely wasn't an insurrection planned or otherwise. Yeah. And the real insurrection happened in November of, was it 2019 when they actually did the, um, the real insurrection was when they stole the election from Trump and 2020, 2020 when they stole the election from Trump and gave it to dum dum. Um, that was the real insurrection. And depending on, what podcast you listen to, you know, like X 22, this is all part of the plan and you know, all that, which sometimes wears on me. Like I mainly listen to that podcast to go to sleep. I think I've said that before, but me um, too. Yep. But 
that's the theory, you know, is that he's got all this information and they know everything. And I'm like, just get on with it already. Like, <laughs> it seems like these last few years have gone so fast and getting to this next election is going to take so long, you know, like oh, if yeah. it, if it even happens, like, like you, like we say all the time, if, if there's even a bona fide election that occurs, and even if it does, are they going to allow it to be legitimate or is it just going to be, you know, cheat fest 2024? Um, and we know they're going to cheat, but I just, God, I want to see these people, AOC and Schumer and all of them, all of them just ugh, pay for what they've done, man. It's just so gross to me. Like Lies. I, I put AOC and Chuck Schumer in two totally different categories from each other. Like I feel like Chuck Schumer is part of the deep state. He's a, a crooked motherfucker. I think AOC is just I don't Use, useful idiot. Basically, yeah. She, you know, she's got people around her all the time. That's like, shouldn't we like help people that are having trouble? And she's like, absolutely. And it's like, that doesn't, you're not saying anything. We've got a clip of her actually talking about uh, how letting people cross the border into the country is like good. <laughs> She's like, we can't afford to like help our old people and our veterans and stuff. And ergo, we should let more people come into this country because that's what really makes money for a country. And like, none of that makes sense to me. Like, Whatever Trump was doing during Trump's presidency, that's how you help people make money and shit. You you entice businesses to do business and and then they want to hire more and more people. You don't like do whatever the fuck they're doing now or like set up camps and shit. We've got camps set up all across our country that are just like housing people who illegally entered the country. And I don't even know if it's illegal at this point because of Biden's executive orders and stuff like that. Like they might not even officially be illegal because of the, the executive orders that he's passed that are like canceling all of the shit that Trump did. Plus now adding all sorts of new like loopholes and stuff like that. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like AOC represents a big part of the country who um, I'm not saying her heart's necessarily in the right place, but I, I think she represents a lot of people who maybe are idealists or think like, well, this is just how it should be. And, you know, but she doesn't. Yeah. The problem is she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about and neither do so many people in this country. It's like I've noticed last like last night, the guy that featured for me at this show I did. Um, good guy, funny guy. But he 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 said during his act something about um, being on the right side of history. If you don't feel this way um, and I think we couldn't be more far apart, politically speaking, me and this particular guy, but just listening to his act. But um one of the things he said was, which is something somebody said something, a comment someone has made to us, which is, you guys are going to, you're on the wrong side of history and you need to get on the right side of history. I feel like that's a liberal talking point, you know, like they all just parrot those kind of things. And I know that people on the right do the same thing. There was a guy in my show last night, 
I know I'm getting off topic, but there was a guy in the show last night who was totally ruining the show and he was a Trump support. He was the kind of Trump supporter that you just, that we were talking about that you're just like, can you just shut the fuck up and stop giving these people so much ammunition um, against us because you're the problem. Like he was wearing like this mother's brother's hat or whatever those, not, not the smother's brothers, but the, uh, uh, that, that movie from the eighties where they, the ear flaps he's inside with the ear flaps and and like at the wrong point in my show he's like fuck joe biden and i'm like i was getting ready to deliver a punchline uh you know he's that he was doing that kind of shit the whole show to to the point where by the end of it i was so like i was just hating this show and i was just getting towards the ending and i was just trying to get it over with so i could get in my car as fast as possible and uh he's he broke into a fuck joe biden chant as I'm getting ready to like dismount off this shitty show. And, (laughs) and then I, I I just go, sir, please. I mean, (laughs) it's like, at this point I was just like, it was like, he just woke up my baby that I've been trying to put to sleep for 30 minutes. You know, (laughs) I was like, sir, please. (laughs) I had nothing for this crowd, dude. There are shows sometimes where you're just like, I know I'm a good comedian. I've been doing it for a living for a long time. But last night was one of those where I'm like, I suck and my material is hack and uh, I, I'm a, just a turd and I just want to get out of here. Uh, yeah, and, the guy, and, the, and the guy that booked me fucking loves me and thinks I'm great. And last night, as, I, just, I just felt like I disappointed everyone. Uh, anyway. And did you hang around and like try to sell t-shirts after the show and whatever? Or did you just leave immediately? No, I left as soon as I could, but I had like put some stuff behind the bar and I really liked the bartender there. And we, you know, we always have these good conversations, but last night I didn't want to talk to anybody. And there's this guy at the bar that was trying to talk to me about comedy. And I was just, I just felt dirty. And I was just like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I just want to get my shitty money. And I just want to get my stuff, which I had put behind the bar. So now I have to talk to this guy for a minute. And um, I mean, he's genuinely like my friend, so I felt like I had to talk to him too, but I felt like a schmuck in front of him because he's my friend and he thinks a lot of my comedy. And, and he just uh, saw I, you do mediocre yeah, at yeah, best. Yeah, and I had this list of all this new stuff I wanted to try on a napkin, and I lost that napkin before I went up. So like the whole uh-huh. show, I'm like trying to remember what was on that napkin and mean, and I'm doing my old material. I'm like, I drove all the way out here in, a, in the rain to do shit that I know that works, and it's not even working that good. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole, it was just, it was just bad. Um, yeah, I've, dude. I, my most recent one was the uh, Christmas party thing, but I mean, I've had countless numbers of shows throughout my twenty plus years of comedy where, like. The, I, I'll say my first joke and it won't work and it'll surprise me because that joke always works, you know, and then I'll say my second joke 5% less confident than I normally would tell it because now I'm scared and that 5% is all it takes for the audience to be like, what? No. So then my third joke is 10% off from where it should be and by the time i'm five minutes in i'm just like i don't know you guys like i wish i could say anything to you <laughs> like i've i've joked about it before but it's true too like comedy is like sex sometimes like 
sometimes you wish you could explain to people how much other people have enjoyed it before. Yeah. And, and I also did, uh, I say this all the time about comedy. Like sometimes it's like, it's like I never boxed, but I've watched boxing enough to know that sometimes you can get hit really hard in the first or second round and continue the fight and never get knocked out or knocked down or even, but, and the crowd doesn't know it, but you're out the whole time. You're just not, you're not fighting to your capability. You're just in the ring and you're doing all the stuff off muscle memory, but you're not, you're not in the fight at all. And comedy can be like that too. Like if you get started off on the wrong foot, sometimes you can just never get back to where you want to be and you never feel right. And I did some crowd work with this young teacher and she was kind of hot. And at first it was really funny. And then I took it a little too far. And then all of a sudden the crowd was like, and, and I knew as I said it, I'm like, why did you say that? That sounded so gross and creepy. And <laughs> <laughs> like it was, she was a young teacher. She's like 28. And I'm like, you know, all the, all the young high school kids, you know, they, they want to, you know, scrog on you or basically whatever and it came out nice and innocent at first and then i took it a little too far and then all of a sudden i felt like an asshole and then she ended up like leaving and i'm like god I'm just a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> it's hard uh, man sometimes it's hard uh yeah, i i hate when people leave man let like that's almost worse than just having somebody sit there and be like mm. I don't like you, but when they're like, you want to, you want to go, let's just go. Then it's like, God, like, yeah. And I had, I had some older guys that normally would love me and they were, you could just tell they hated me. And, and then she was loving me for the first like seven minutes. And then I did my crowd work with her and she was laughing about that. And then I took it too far and I, ugh, it just made it every time I think about it, I just, go, ugh, I can't believe yeah. you said that dude. Uh, I have like 10 of those in my memory forever. Not yeah. just from comedy, but just from life in general where I'm like, God, like, why did I do that? Yeah. I said something about phones and she was like, no, I take them away from the kids. And I said something to the effect of, yeah, all those high school kids have like beaver shots of you. And then as soon as I said it, I'm like, Oh, why did you say that? That sounded so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and like the rest of the crowd was just like, yeah, that was too far. And, but uh, you probably weren't wrong. They're probably like, yeah, sneak yeah. up me getting their phones out. Look, she's yeah. wearing it. She's wearing the, <laughs> the skirt that we all talk about. Yeah. But I still, the way I said it and how it came out was just so like, ugh. anyway, let's listen to AOC fucking run her stupid coffee shilling mouth. She used to be like a, barista right yeah or a bartender or something i don't really know exactly but yeah it's almost like uh anyway we'll i'm pretty sure she she like auditioned to be the candidate i don't know if that's true i've heard stories of like like uh, whoever it was you know the black rock fucking soros uh like candidate finder people were like putting out searches and like wanted to meet different people and stuff and then met AOC and was like, she's perfect. But I don't know if that's even true. Yeah. Well, we don't care about that here. All right. <laughs> here on the Truthican <laughs> podcast. That's funny. That's like, it's like calling, uh, 
uh, like craft slices, cheese product. It's like, we never said we were telling the truth. We said we were the truth. Like it, define that fucking word. Your honor. Yeah. My stepmom used to buy that fake cheese, that, that imitation cheese. It was mm-hmm. just like, all it was, was yellow. That was the only thing it had in common. <laughs> That's all it had in common with cheese. You could buy like a 92 slices of it for like 18 cents. I was like, this is shit. What are you trying to do to us? Yep. And I still eat it to this day because I'm like, mm, it tastes like childhood. That shit didn't even melt, dude. I mean, that cheese oh, did my, not. Craft, craft singles definitely melt better uh, than like a block of cheddar will or something, you know? Oh, well, that stuff's fine. I'm talking about. It was like always save, and it literally said imitation cheese slices, uh-huh. and it was like like five percent cheese product, and the rest was just yellow shit. You could literally put it in piping hot chili, and it would just fucking sit there. Not <laughs> even it was disgusting. That's why Velveeta was always good. But then I remember a, a fellow comedian named Conrad Courtney. I don't even remember what the joke was, but I know at some point he talked about how Velveeta is gray when they make it and they have to dye it cheese color and then he was like why don't we just make it other colors like i would love to melt purple cheese over my french fries or something that might have been the joke (laughs) but but i just i don't know i i don't i don't want to love Velveeta as as much as i do but there's something about dipping a tortilla chip into some rotel with Velveeta that also reminds me of my childhood. Were you a Rotel family? Um, no, not necessarily, but I do like that stuff. Uh, I, I like it. So Super anyway, Bowl, Super Bowl Sunday, maybe we'll get some. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, here's uh, AOC t- saying something brilliant, I'm sure. We currently do not have the economic or social structural capacity to take care of our seniors. And we will increasingly not have that if we, quote unquote, lock up our border and shut down, shut down immigration. In fact, the thing that has distinguished U.S. economic performance from other countries like Japan or other, uh, you know, or other developed economies is the fact that our pro-immigration policies actually allow us to continue in our economic growth, whereas similar countries with anti or more kind of closed border policies experience economic stagnation when they submit themselves to this xenophobic kind of border panic narrative that Fox News, frankly, seeks to peddle and instill in so many people. All right. Now let's talk about why she's wrong. (laughs) She was so proud of herself for saying all those big words in a row. Yeah, like I, first of all, the obvious argument is I am not anti-immigration at all. I'm very pro-immigration. I think most people are. I like the idea of a guy who lives in Brazil or whatever, who like signed up to, to live in America a year ago, gets his letter in the mail that's like, congratulations, like you've been approved to maybe get to come into America. And then that guy's like, fuck yeah. And then he goes to the border and he waits with a bunch of other guys and ladies who got their acceptance letters and they're all there in line and they're all excited and they've got their little American flags with them and shit. And like, and their kids and all like, that is what I would like a guy in like a science, a lab coat and shit. I don't know why he would wear it to 
the border, but like we want the best of, of the world. We don't just want open doors and like let everybody in because Trump has said this before and, and people argue with him about it, but he said like these countries are sending us their prisoners and their insane asylum people and stuff like that. And people are like, no, it's not, you know, but then you look at the details of these countries and it's like, Oh, last year they had a prison population of, I don't know what 80 something thousand in this small country. And now they have a prison population of 10,000 or something like that. So they literally are just emptying prisons and being like, go, just go get up there. And, and so, and those are the people that are now living randomly throughout our country. And it's not to say some of them aren't great people. I'm sure most of them are, but that doesn't matter when some of them aren't. And there's ways to prevent the some of them that aren't from getting here and they're not doing any of those things. Yeah, I'm pro-immigration as well. I mean, that is what makes America, America. But you want people here who uh, had to work to get it, like appreciate the country. And those are the best kind of uh, Americans, frankly, the people who appreciate it. The lady that I went to the Trump thing with, um, the the girlfriend of the guy who drove us, she was from Romania and she lived in a communist country. And she sounds hot. <laughs> she actually, she was, she was really cool. She was, she trained with Nadia Comaneci, who is like the best gymnast, one of the best gymnasts there's ever been. She was like one of the top 15 gymnasts in Romania, which is known for gymnastics. Wow. Um, so now, yeah, she, but she, she would, definitely sounds hot, but regardless. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was cool. And she, you know, she appreciates the country and she knows she can see the writing on the wall about how we're going down the wrong path because she saw it firsthand in the communist country she was raised in. And she sees it happening here. And those are the kind of immigrants you want here. And the people that are coming in now are getting all this free shit just for coming here and they don't appreciate it. They can't. Like we say a thousand times on this podcast, you don't appreciate things unless you work for them. You know, you just can't. It's human nature. Um, and they're not bringing them here for pious reasons. It's to buy, it's to steal the election again, essentially. And they don't give a shit who comes in or how much damage they do to the country or how much of a strain it is on the rest of the taxpayers. You know, AOC talking about, oh, we can't afford to take care of our older people. Bullshit, we can't. If we would stop spending, sending a billion dollars, you know, hundreds of billions to other countries and all that shit. The Senate just passed a thing today that uh, gave another $80 billion or something to Ukraine, Israel, Gaza, and Taiwan or something. Uh, I, I don't, I think it just made its way through the Senate. So I think the House will still have to vote on it, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but either way, it's fucking dumb and it's not what any rational American wants. And there were a bunch of Republicans that voted for it too, Chuck Grassley and like some other people that surprised me. Uh, so I don't know what the fuck dude, like I, I don't believe that it's in America's best interest to defend Ukraine or Israel or Gaza or Taiwan for that matter. Like none of those things help America. If, if China and Taiwan want to fight, then let them fight. 
if like I don't know, like if we got in, in a war with Canada or Mexico or something like that, like I wouldn't expect Germany to be like, we got to go over there and help America. You know, they'd be like, well, good luck, you guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think Trump's thing was always like. We need to have uh, I can't think of the word. It'll pop in my head in a minute, but uh, where like each country gets to do their own thing. Um, fuck, what's that word? Eh, it doesn't matter. But well, taxation without representation is why we got away from Britain in the first place. And when we send that kind of absurd amount to another country without the taxpayers having any, you know, any say in it. That it's so egregious, it's so freaking gross that we that we do that, um, and and it again, it's the reason we got away from Britain in the first place. You can't just you can't just tax the shit out of us on money we have no, you know. I think Americans would be much more willing to help uh, veterans and homeless people and education and all that shit rather than you know some. It's just a money laundering operation. Same thing with with uh, climate change and all that other shit. That's another thing that comic was talking about last night that I just wanted to scream from the back of the room. It's all bullshit. You know, <laughs> it's. Did you hear what Elon said about that recently? Uh, I think I heard something maybe yesterday, but it refreshed my memory. What did he say? He said, like, uh, we need we need and it, essentially what he said was we need to have a carbon tax uh to charge people for using carbon based shit to entice people to use non carbon shit so uh, i it's uh, it's one of those things that it's like socialism it's like yeah that sounds good you know but then it comes down to well that's just going to make poor people have to pay more money for shit like if you throw a tax on an oil company or something like that and now they've got to pay an extra 10% all they're going to do is raise their prices 12% and offset that tax by charging us more for gas or electricity or whatever the fuck, you know, like yeah. it's, it's not, you're not sticking it to the, to the big guys or anything like that. When you do taxes like that, like, again, I hate going back to Trump over and over again, but his tax plan was the first thing that really got, the economy going again like he straight up said like do business here like if you have money overseas or whatever like normally we would tax a shitload for you to bring that money back to america but like under me we're not gonna like get your money from overseas fucking bring it here do business here and a whole bunch of people did and that's why unemployment was at one of the lowest levels ever uh like black latino asian like every other demographic unemployment was the lowest that it had ever been since they've been counting it and now they try to come back and be like unemployment's really low now too and it's like yeah but people are getting three and four jobs just to survive now like back back then unemployment was low because people were finding careers and shit you know and now unemployment's low because people have to have a fucking job or they'll die like yeah. before at least your your wife could work and you didn't have to work or her husband or whatever and now it's like no we both have to get a job because we can't fucking do this 
with just one of us right now. Like, I don't remember what the original point was, but. Well, uh, and they want to blame every single bad thing that's happening now on stuff that Trump did, which is all bullshit. And ooh, just that's uh, go ahead. But we have a video for exactly that. First, let's uh, play this video that I have uh, up right there. And I forget who this person is, but you should follow them on X. It says their name at the end. Um, and this is uh, eh, just play it. But uh, okay. it's it's I like the way he. Oh, wait, no, this is a different one. This uh, is a former, I think, governor of Colorado or something back in the 70s and 80s. And he's talking about his uh, imaginary plan. If he wanted to destroy America, he would do it like this. And uh, so here okay. we go. I'd like to share with you my plan to destroy America. If you think, and some do, that America is too smug, too rich, too self-satisfied, not diverse enough to white bread. I have this plan. Toynbee, you know, said that all great nations rise and they all fall. And he said, and the autopsy of history is all great nations commit suicide. So here's my plan, eight parts. Number one, I'd make it a bilingual, bicultural country. History shows us that no bilingual, bicultural country lives at peace with itself. There's not one, I believe, that doesn't exist with an incredible amount of tension and, and conflict, if not civil war. My second part of my plan would be to invent something called multiculturalism. This would be two parts. Number one, I would say that all cultures are created equal. It would make no difference and make it impossible to talk about such things as culture. And the second one is that I would really try very hard to make people continue their cultural identity, I would replace the melting pot with the salad bowl. My third part of my plan would be to make the fastest growing demographic group in that country the least educated. I would add a second underclass to the first underclass, unassimilated, undereducated, antagonistic, and then I'd have 50% of them drop out of school, not graduate from high school. The fourth part of my plan would be to get the big foundations to fund and big business to fund these efforts with lots of money. I would invest in ethnic identity and uh, victimology. I would get them to think about their lack of success was only the fault of the majority. I would start a grievance industry. The fifth part of my plan is I would develop dual citizenship. I would promise people actually divided loyalties, allow them to allow both for, vote for both Vincente Fox and George Bush. The sixth part, and this is important, I would place all of these subjects off limits. I would make it taboo to talk about, actually, or criticize this whole thing. I would make it uh, come up with a word like heretic used to be 200 years ago, let's say we call it racist, and I would try to accuse anybody of this that would object to my ideas. My seventh part then, I would make it impossible to enforce our immigration laws. I would develop a mantra, let's call it this, that uh, because immigration has been good in the past for America, it will continue to be uh, good in the future. My eighth and last part, and it's important, is I would censor this book. This man <laughs> is dangerous. He's on to my plan. <laughs> Don't read this book. 
There, I paused it at the end there so you can follow Western Lensman on X. He has uh, his whole page is a bunch of interesting inf- informational videos like that one. And uh, so, but the reason I found the one that we just played was because I originally saw this one, and this one's a little shorter, but it, it explains what's going on. I saw in the news the other day, uh, or whatever it was, Biden was given a, a speech, and he said, like, between now and the election, like, people will know that Donald Trump is responsible for the border the way that it is, or whatever the fuck he said. So play this video, because this is a, about that. Before I play it, I want to say that it reminded me of something I was listening to last night on the way home from that shit gig about um, um, this has been this has been going on for a long time. Like George Bush is the one that came up with no child left behind, which sounds good, but it's not what you think it is. And then Obama came in with common core math, which sounds good, but it's not what you think it is. And it's all an attempt. It's It's all been an attempt to dumb down the country and i would argue that this country is as dumb as it's ever been and they're getting they're bringing the education system for a reason they are literally trying to destroy america and it's it can't be done overnight but it's been in the works for a long time um and something he said reminded me of that and what they're doing now in the education system what i hear coming out of public schools like i've said before micah my son will go to public school especially in california over my dead body. And there was a time in my life where I would have never been like public school's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I want him to go to public school. I want him to be around a bunch of different kids. I want him to be in sports. I want him to be, um, but now I'm like, there's no way, you know, I'm not sending my son to an indoctrination camp. I just won't do it. So here you go. Here's this guy or is it, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl, but here's the video. The Democrat election playbook explained a nine-step plan to blame Donald Trump for the border crisis. Step one, flood the country for three years with millions of illegal aliens. Step two, watch approval numbers on the border drop below 20%. Step three, election year is here. Decide you need to act now that you've let millions of illegals into the country and the American people are pissed. Step four, line up some rhinos in the Senate to assist with the next phase of the plan. Step five, work with the rhinos on a bipartisan basis to devise a garbage piece of legislation that would make the crisis considerably worse. Step six, ensure the bill is so bad that becomes toxic for Republicans. So much so that even the Republican rhino leadership who helped negotiate it is forced to abandon it. Step seven, message the doomed legislation as the strongest immigration and border bill in history, knowing the media will faithfully echo your propaganda. Step eight, claim the only reason Republicans abandoned the bill is because Trump wants to use the open border as a campaign issue. Step nine, adopt your new 2024 campaign mantra. The border crisis is Trump's fault. Every day between now and November, the American people are gonna know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump. And so hard to watch, man. It's a good video, though. Like, I feel more informed, and it does seem to make sense, you know? Like, that's exactly what they've been doing. What it also does, letting all of these people in, is it changes the the census whenever they... 
I don't know when I think the next census isn't until like 2030 or something. So I don't really know how that helps exactly. But uh, but I know that the census only counts heads. You know, it doesn't count citizens or anything like that. It's just like, oh, you have uh, X number of thousand people that live in your town. Ergo, you get, you know, X number of uh, percent of money from the government or or your district will be reshaped to look like this because you have all of these people. It's there. It's fuckery is what it is. They're just fucking with stuff. And, and there's no good reason for it. Nobody's given a good reason other than we should help people. It's nice to help people. And I fully agree with that, but it, this is not the way to do it. Yeah. It's not the way to do it. And, uh, Damn it, what was I, I going to say? Um, something that I've said a, a zillion times, and now I can't think of what it was. But it, it, it's all common sense. Like, that wall would have fixed all of this shit if you would just let him finish that wall. None of this shit would be occurring right now. Uh, the votes well, don't... Well, I mean, it, e- even in spots where they finish the wall, they've opened it up and welded it open, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even that wouldn't have... The only the only reason that all of this is happening is because of things that Biden did to let it happen. Yeah, it's like I don't know why this boat is leaking. We've we've punctured nine hundred thousand holes in the bottom of it. I don't know why it's leaking now. It's like, well, I have some idea, dumbass. <laughs> no, it didn't have to. If you wouldn't have poked holes in it, it wouldn't leak. Um, same thing with the with voting that we've talked about eight hundred thousand times on this podcast. It doesn't have to be this fuckery as you say it, it could be you know same day bo- same day voting paper ballots um don't feed the shit into a computer and not know what happens to it afterwards um it's not rocket science it's counting let's not make it more difficult than it needs to be it, it it's it's so frustrating dude <sighs> but uh, it's only frustrating because they're making it that way they want it to be confusing they want it to be easy to manipulate all this shit because there's chicanery going on. Um, it's a good word. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Uh, anyway, uh, where do we want to go from here, Michael Baldwin? Uh, wherever you want. I've. I think that's all uh, of the video that we have for the day. I'm looking at last week's video to see if there's anything that we missed last week. There's got to be something we're forgetting because I figure like I feel like every time we do a podcast and we're like, all right, goodbye, everybody. And then I get off here and I'm like, shit, we didn't talk about <laughs> something huge that just happened. Um, um, I don't have my phone in front of me right now. It's currently charging, but I we, will. We, we should say this real quick. If you didn't see our podcast with Jimmy Schubert, um, it was 76B is what we, you know, labeled mm-hmm. it. But I, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought he was great. Um, you know, we didn't talk a ton about politics. We just mainly talked about how we're, we're lied to a lot. And we talked some about comedy and, and just life in general, I guess. But um, it was a great podcast. If you haven't checked it out, you should. Um, and, of course, we put it up on our social medias. But I don't know. You know, they bury all that stuff. And which is another thing that's very frustrating. And hopefully if Trump gets elected, that shit will go away. Um, All the censorship they've done. You know, I used to pop off about politics and it was always pretty popular and well received. And now 
four people like this. And I'm like, bastards. Yeah. There ain't no way that's legit. Well, now it's not. I mean, I I can remember during Obama, you know, people doing like Obama impressions and and just shitting on him as a guy or whatever, you know, and and audiences left and right just laughing together, you know, and then once Trump got in there, then and I, you know, I'm not uh, blaming Democrats for being snowflakes like I'm blaming both sides because it was Trump supporters that were like quit fucking making fun of him, you know, and guys like the dude at your show the other night that are like, you don't talk about my president that way. And it's like, like both sides are just going to extremes, you know? And again, like, I don't, I don't want people to think that I am a Republican because I don't think that I am, but I don't think Republican and Democrat exists anymore. I think there's, crazy people on both sides and i think most people are in the middle somewhere and we need to to come up with a new name for this shit or just a new way of of doing it all like because the way that we're doing it right now is not it's not working it's benefiting the few and fucking the many yeah i think the people that are paying attention have realized that there's no republican and democrat party they are all in it together they're all um in large part in it together and that's why trump is fighting such an uphill battle because they've painted people that support him as these racist ignorant fucks and and not to say there aren't those people because certainly there are but if you don't think if you think that people on the democratic side aren't racist or ignorant you're also wrong. They're, they're everywhere in all facets of society. They're just different. They're different, but they're the same. You know, that's, yeah, it's, it's all ignorance. They're racist in a different way. Like people on the right are racist in the way that they're like, I don't want you coming in here. And people on the left are racist where they're like, we have to let you come in here because you won't be able to make it if we don't let you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's all, it's all bad and it's all annoying and or the the people on the left that are extreme anyway are anti-white and i'm like you're white <laughs> yeah i mean even that but i've felt that since uh, i think bet was probably one of the first things that that made me be like i mean you know it's the common joke or whatever like why is there black entertainment television and no white entertainment television and then the argument was always all television is white entertainment television like this is just for us and it's like i remember thinking then like can't we all watch the same stuff you know like i i didn't I watched family matters and fucking fresh prints and shit like that. And I wasn't, I was never like, boy, that black family sure has it together. Or you know what I mean? I was just like, man, family troubles. Like, Oh, there's Urkel. There's fucking Carlton being wacky. Like I just never thought of it in a racial way. Like BET was the first time that I was like, Oh, you guys want like your own stuff. Like, I thought we were just making stuff for everybody, you know? Yeah. I mean, you you know, Morgan Freeman said it best. You want to end racism? Stop talking about it. Just let it die. Just let people have their differences culturally and be fine with it. Maybe even make fun of it, you know? But it doesn't have to mean you hate them. And I've said this before, but I don't, 
I never say to my son, that person's black. I don't even, I try not to even say it around my wife. I don't be like, that's a black person. That's a Hispanic person. That's a brown person. That's a yellow person. That's a white, you know, we just don't, they're just people. You know, if somebody comes to our house and they're, they're black or Hispanic, I, I don't, I don't ever mention that around my son. And he's just growing up thinking that people are people. And he notices that they're, we have different shades or whatever, the more, you know, people are darker than others, but he doesn't think twice about it. And that's how you get rid of fucking racism. You just quit talking about this shit, you know? And to me, it doesn't seem like it's that. My son never is like, why is that man darker than us? He doesn't, it doesn't equate. He doesn't think about that shit at all. He just sees us being nice to everybody and they're nice to us back because we're nice to them. And that's how he's going to grow up. We're not going to be like, Oh, you have to, it makes me so sick when I hear people being like, I'm going to explain to my son that he has white privilege. I'm like, why don't you just get him right. a fucking clan robe while you're at it. Right. You're going to make him racist. <laughs> you're going to make him look at every other race and be like, I'm better than you. Yeah, whether you think that's what you're doing or not, that's what you're doing. Uh, anyway, and kids are um, kids. They're still going to go to school, and now it's going to be even worse because they're going to go up to the black kid and be like, I'm better than you. My mom said. Yeah. And the kid's yeah, going to be I like, mean, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so we're right at an hour. Uh, you need to do some shit. I need to do some shit. Um, yep. I got a couple, a couple hours by myself before my family gets back home, so we might as well just wrap it up uh, unless right. there's something, something important you want to say. Uh, no, not necessarily. If you live in Rochester, Minnesota, come to Goonies uh, Friday or Saturday and watch me do comedy. Most of it will not be political or whatever, so you can like bring your mom and stuff, and, uh, and I promise I won't embarrass you. Um, what else? Yeah, that's about it for now. I can say everything else on next week's thing. Go to MikeIsFunny.com to uh, check out my schedule and watch my special. Oh, I crossed a hundred thousand views on my comedy special. So that's, that's kind of exciting. And yeah. it, at the exactly the two month mark. So at this rate, I'll be at a million in 2026. I put up an eight minute uh, crowd work clip from Vegas that I'm pretty proud of. I thought it was really funny. And there's a couple things in there that um, are jokes, I guess, or something I've done before, but it was like, if I would have cut it out, it would have messed up the flow of it. Um, mm -hmm. So I just, I just left it in there, but I would say six and a half or seven minutes of the eight minute and 15 second video is all just me talking to this nerdy guy with this hot chick he had. And I was kind of giving him shit, but also praising him about it. And I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I think it's funny. And of course I put it on Facebook and like four people have seen it, but um, I was going to ask what, did, what all did you put it on? Is it on everything? Uh, it's on Facebook and, and I put it on Instagram and then I think I took it off Instagram because I, I I've actually got a minute and a half clip of it that I'm going to put up today on just a reel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. It's on my YouTube and, and, uh, so I'm trying to be more diligent about doing that again. Uh, nice. so check that out and follow me on Instagram at Tim Gaither and, uh, I'll be in Colorado Springs this weekend at Looney's comedy corner. Pretty I want to work there too. Yeah, well, I'll I'll do what I can to help you. I think the owner books it, so I'll uh, I'll tell him about you. So remind me this weekend when I'm there, and I'll make sure and do that. Will and do. He's 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 a typical 
booker comedy club owner sometimes who get right back to you and then sometimes you're like i see that you saw my message and uh-huh. <laughs> he's like i just got a lot going on man yeah like, All right, I, think he, well. I think he does actually he's one of those guys that like is bartending and bussing tables and works his ass off and then so anyway a good club though i'll try to i'll, I'll, I'll help you get in there as best i can and uh and if you're a comedy club owner watching this show, then book me and then book Tim the next weekend and then uh, tell us which one was your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is get big enough where we can work together and bring uh, bring people we like and, and I'll do 20, 30 minutes and get money and get the hell out of there. Yep, that sounds like fun. All right. God bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in and take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.